You're listening to Cranky's Theme from Donkey Kong Country, released November 21st, 1994, composed by David Wides. What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this week, he is the host of The Movie Bar. Every month with the dyad, it is Bedroth. It is Bedroth. I am here, man. After, uh, after... You are back. Yeah, back. Wasn't here for that Splatoon 3 episode, which was still very nice. If you haven't checked it out, go listen to it. But uh, I am excited. And we, to, we, we put up that bonus episode today. too. Don't forget Metal. Oh Hell yeah, Singer. yeah, bonus episode, man. Yeah, that that was an unexpected treat. Um, I think I'm gonna go back and listen to that one again. Really good stuff. But man, yeah, I'm excited to be here with you tonight as we we pay some respect to our elders. Yeah, this is gonna be a a fun episode that um we'll talk about here in just a second but before we do real quick if you'd be so kind head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and a review it really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow and remember we are on Patreon now as well patreon.com forward slash RPG era check out our tiers see what we're doing and if you feel inclined toss us a couple bucks each month if not continue to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well and of course special shout out to current executive producers Jexx and Zenku and shout out if you're still listening to Austin Wintery <laughs> Yeah, our new good buddy Austin Wintry, who thanked us so effusively on Twitter for paying some attention to to his wonderful, wonderful music. It was our pleasure. Austin, hope you're still listening. I I think what we need to do is just become best friends with all of these guys and girls. Yeah. Like, somehow, some way, through the magic of this podcast, we will become best friends with all of them. That's right. Yeah. Somehow. Be like, hey, have you uh, have you met my my good buddy Yuzo Koshiro over here? <laughs> How about my uh, we have dinner the other night? Al- Alberto Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah, he and I went to uh, uh, where did he go? Romania, Budapest, no, Romania, Budapest, Budapest, Hungary. <laughs> hung- Hungary. We, That's in Hungary, we I went, believe. We went, we went to Hungary together and traveled the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. my my knowledge of world geography is so American. I'm gonna stop. I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, I apologize again. I know I said it on the Splatoon episode, but apologies for falling a bit behind. Work has gotten crazy for me since I've been undergoing the promotion, um, and it's not going to slow down anytime soon. But hopefully catching back up on the content, right? If all goes according to plan, this episode should upload on the weekend, probably on Saturday. And we'll be caught back up, and I won't have to worry about it anymore. So, yep. Bedr- Bedroth, we have a interesting topic for today's episode. We I don't do. know how this came to be. 
Okay, I was actually going to ask because this is one that was on the list that was seems to have been there since before I joined. So <laughs> it's one of those random topics that was thrown out at one point, I guess. It, it wasn't. You and I, at some point during an episode, mentioned this theme. It wasn't like, I don't think it was meant to be taken seriously, but we mentioned <laughs> this. And when I was editing the episode, I was like, oh, okay, well, let's do that. And let's schedule it around the actual holiday. So we missed the mark a bit. Grandparents Day was technically almost two weeks ago on Sunday, September 11th. That is Grandparents Day of 2022. Huh. The episode theme for today is Grandparents. Yeah. And when I put this in the calendar, I did not expect to struggle as much as I did coming up with picks for things that I wanted to play. <laughs> Especially I after I saw the list you submitted. And I was like, well, shit. I don't know what else to pick. <laughs> 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 well, you did pretty well. You've got some things on your list that I I had seen that I just kind of in, ended up not going with, and so it's nice that's nice that those are here. But but yeah, I I struggled with this one too. I I think I originally told you that I was going to try to limit my tracks to just songs that I could verify were based on characters who were actually grandparents. That very that's quickly impossible. went out the window. Yeah, no. Yeah, can't that's do it. impossible. <laughs> you can't do it. There's not even there's not even that many notable grandparents in games I found out. Like digging and doing research for like notable characters or just NPCs that are grandmas or grandpas. They're not out there, dude. You can take that to an interesting level too, because technically Simon Belmont is a gaming grandfather because yeah, Kyle and I were talking about that. I had to reach grandson, out to Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> is the protagonist of one of the later Castlevania games. So technically the theme of Simon is the grandparent theme, but I was like, that's not in the spirit of the show. <laughs> no, I know. And like, I was having such a hard time. I reached out to Kyle. Obviously he's on the maximum podcast with me and he has his own podcast under RPG air, the media files. I was like, dude, can you think of any notable grandparents? And he helped me come up with a few um, mm -hmm. that I actually have on the list here. So shout out to him for helping me compile my seven tracks because I was out of ideas. But he and I were, he mentioned to me, does Castlevania, like, would that be considered a grandparents theme? And I was like, I don't think so. Like, technically he is, I guess. But that's not what that's not kind of what we were trying to aim for. <laughs> yeah. So and I, in the end, I don't really know what we aimed for. But looking yeah, at I don't this, either. List, this is just a mashup. This doesn't even I mean, it fits. Everything fits. It does. But it does. Not in not in the initial way that I think I planned out this episode. But what I think we landed on is a really fun, really eclectic mix. Very eccentric playlist tonight. Coming back to our our buzzword for anybody say, out there are you, who's are you just trying to fill the bingo sheet bingo. already in the first 10 minutes <laughs> of the show what else can we yep. mention uh um I don't know, man. I, I am. Uh, I, I will. I will be. Um, <laughs> I will be transparent here that I am very, very slightly inebriated because I had an extra drink with dinner. Um, uh -oh. So I'm we got a little drunk fuzzy. Bedroth on the show today? Not completely. I'm just a little buzzed. I, I'm just enough to really enjoy myself. <laughs> okay. 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 But I'm not. Okay. I'm not the sharpest tack in the drawer right now. So. 
Um, yeah. I, I can't complain because everybody knows how I usually come into these episodes now, <laughs> you know, for reasons of the job. I have not been smoking as of late, but, um, you know, that might change again soon here uh, once <laughs> once everything comes back okay and I get the okay that I'm allowed to continue in my lifestyle choices. But um, no more drug tests coming up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> but yeah. That that opening track was was maybe for for the most famous grandparent in gaming for a lot of people talking about cranky kong from the donkey kong country yeah definitely one of the more (laughs) recognizable um grandfathers yeah i guess he so we don't know who his son is i guess it's technically donkey kong jr Because isn't Cranky Kong supposed to be like the original Donkey Kong? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is so weird. That's the lore, supposedly. <laughs> supposedly. So Donkey Kong Jr. would actually be DK from Donkey Kong Country would be his dad. And he's off racing carts with Mario, I guess, these days. So uh, Donkey <laughs> Kong the third is is left to, to defend... DK Island from the Kremlings with his buddies and Cranky is just sitting around offering uh, offering advice or occasionally joining the fight in the newer games but he's got a pretty fun theme man and definitely is a very cool riff on that original Donkey Kong theme from back in the day. It's very fast paced. Yeah. It's very fast paced. I love this theme dude. It's very bouncy very upbeat and I know like two weeks ago over two weeks ago probably at this point no, actually, probably it would have been two weeks ago to the day, actually, when we sat down and did the uh, the previous episode, the Austin Winery episode we, we recorded. Um, you had said, I know for sure I'm, I'm picking Cranky Kong's theme. And even though I remember this theme, I purposely didn't listen to it until we actually listened to it for the episode because I wanted to have it completely fresh. You know, it's probably been since I've heard this version over, wow, um, over 25 years, right? I don't think I've heard it since the Super Nintendo era. And wow. Maybe a little bit when I was prepping for the Donkey Kong trilogy episode that Frank and I put together a couple years ago, but it still has been several years since I've heard this track, and I forgot how much I enjoy this. I got to Cranky's Cabin when I played through a little bit of Donkey Kong Country on my SNES Classic uh, sometime in the last few years, but other than that, yeah, uh, this is the first time I've really listened to this song in many, many years, and... In Donkey Kong Country, the the original on the SNES, Cranky was sort of a, he was like the advice giver. You could go to, if I'm not conflating it with Donkey Kong Country 2, you would go to Cranky's cabin and give him like coins and he would give you advice on how to find secrets in certain levels. So that sounds right. Yeah. And it was fun. This, this game has a whole lot of character and, uh, I think that's what makes all of these guest stars like cranky and candy and funky and all those guys makes them so memorable. Yeah. I love the Donkey Kong IP. I particularly love the country trilogy as we've talked about before. Um, there are rumors, right? There's, there's heavy rumors floating around that Nintendo is working on a new Donkey Kong game that I think is probably going to be saved at this point for the, their next platform after the switch, because that is literally right around the corner. Like it hasn't been announced yet. I understand that, but the switch is dying down, right? Like, 2023 with the plethora of information that came out recently at the latest fall Nintendo Direct and, and how many games they've already shown off for 2023 including the new Breath of uh, Legend of Zelda I almost called it Breath of the Wild though it's not called that anymore <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom yeah 
technically. <laughs> I do feel like 2023 is likely going to be the wind down year for the Switch to where either late 2023 or maybe spring 2024, the successor is out. And it makes sense for a new Donkey Kong game to be saved for that, right? Probably the next mainline Mario games being saved for that. I know Mario Kart 9 is being saved for that. So hopefully we'll be playing a new Donkey Kong in the next two years or so. We will see. You've got your, uh, you've, you're a lot more experienced than making those kind of calls than I am. So I'm just going to sit back and see what happens and enjoy the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. Well, uh, what do you say we enjoy the ride? on this episode and, and move into our first block of music. I think that sounds pretty good. I am in the mood for a nice relaxing ride on the open ocean right now. You got anything for me? Well, no, actually. Oh. So a track that I wanted to play, and I think that you probably wanted to play as well, is, is Grandma's theme from The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. And we've already played that. Oh, the thumbnail tricked me. I just saw Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> You've got something else for me. That's to okay, the best though. of our ability, I do. I do. To the best of our ability, we try to stick to the, uh, the main idea that we created with BG Mania and that we never play the same track more than once except for special occasions. And this is not a special occasion. This is and you guys episode. have played Grandma, so even playing Grandma from the HD version, which is really not that different, that would be, that would be, yeah. I get that would it. be I a little it. cheating, which, I mean, granted, call, I, I buddy, cheat a lot, call. right? <laughs> I cheat a lot when it comes to that kind of stuff, but I decided to go against that. But then Kyle reminded me of the Minish Cap, and he reminded me of Smith, Link's grandpa in the Minish Cap. And we were talking about where, you know, you first meet Smith and where you first, like, get the sword from him and where he spends his time. So we kind of narrowed it down to two tracks from the Minish Cap. I was either going to go with the house theme, which is where Smith, Link's grandpa in the Minish cap spends most of his time or this theme here that i'm about to play which is where you first meet him and where he makes you the sword so let's kick to pickery festival from the legend of zelda the minish cap this released on january 10th 2005 and it was composed by mitsuhiko takano
Coming up next, let's go ahead and take a listen to Haihachi Mishima from Tekken 3, released April 29th, 1998, composed by Keiichi Okabe. Last up in this block, let's go ahead and take a listen to Professor Oak from Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green. This released on September 9th, 2004, and it was composed by Junichi Masuda. (laughs) 
Coming back in, we are talking about Pickery Festival from The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. So, I know we did that, like, big spotlight on the entire series of The Legend of Zelda back when Frank was on the show. You know, it spanned over a year and a half to maybe even a little bit longer where we would take a little bit of break between the episodes and then come back to a Zelda-themed episode. I adore The Minish Cap, dude. It's, you know, not regarded as one of the better and most memorable Zelda games, I don't think. But to me, I love this game. Like, it's one of my personal favorites, especially for being a GBA game and a platform that I tend not to love so much. Like, I know there's a lot to like about the Game Boy Advance and some of the games that were on there, but I was never a handheld gamer. I was always a console gamer. So really falling in love with the Minish Cap was special to me, and I think that's why I, I kind of hold this one in such high regards in my heart in terms of the the series and it was such a unique take on the legend of zelda right getting to shrink down become a little minish sized character and the way that you interacted with the world and the soundtrack is just an absolute joy to listen to like this track here it's so fun dude yeah this was a lot of fun and i enjoyed the heck out of minish cap i got kind of like you i mean it's not the most visually maybe impressive uh and the sound system on the GBA is famously not maybe not as good as some some of the other ones out there but this particular game was just really enjoyable the the back and forth nature of it um, you know it wasn't annoying like a lot of I, I, it was almost like a, a top-down Metroidvania in that way. It wasn't as linear as some other Zelda games. There was a lot of back and forth and revisiting places you'd been before with new items and things like that. But it was really cool, and there was a lot of character in, in the game. Uh, the the helper in this game, um, the hat, whose name I think is something like Enzo, is not nearly as annoying yeah, as Enzo, a lot of the uh -huh. other helpers. <laughs> that sounds familiar to me, actually, and not just because of Enzo Amore. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the titular Minish Cap, as it were. Yes, absolutely. And the going back and forth between, like, you know, being small and big, I wonder if that had any inspiration, and it may have already been talked about in previous interviews, but I don't know for sure, but that just makes me wonder if that had any inspiration to when we get to A Link Between Worlds, and how oh, Link yeah. used to go back and forth between, like, you know, being flat, right against the wall to navigate around like i wonder if that had maybe any any inspiration i don't know i don't know that that is an interesting concept though it also makes me wonder how like how they could have pulled it off but think about how cool it could have been if they had had the minish in breath of the wild with the other returning races See, that, that would have been dope like they say in terms of timeline and where everything falls into place right that breath of the wild is supposedly at the very end of the zelda timelines and it kind of re mm -hmm. brings them all together right because after ocarina of time is when we get stupid and it goes into <laughs> the split three timelines right link wins link dies link loses or something like that right i, I forget exactly something how like the that. three timelines split or so link wins and then goes back in time link wins yes, and then you. stays in the presence or link dies correct yeah that's the way it goes that's the correct thing and then breath of the wild is like in all of those timelines like it it re it it brings them all back together into one timeline which is why the world has references to so many different areas in almost every zelda game 
So it makes me a little sad that there wasn't like a little minish village, right? Or like a ruins uh, of like a tiny village, right? You just want, maybe there is. Maybe it's never been discovered. Maybe there's an anthill somewhere where if you look close enough, there's like some houses or something. Maybe a tiny, tiny little hat. A little <laughs> tiny hat somewhere that no one's ever discovered. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ugh. What a fun track, though, dude. You mentioned how it has a polka feel while we were listening to it. I really like this. Like, And it also has that jaunty medieval renaissance flair that we've talked about, I feel like, for the last three or four weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just adore this sound. I really do. Yeah. Very, very nice pick, man. It, it, it goes really well, I think, with that opening track from Cranky Kong. It's just really fun and, and upbeat and bouncy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you talked about the, the reason you picked this was actually at the recommendation of, of Kyle. Yes. And how does this fit the, the uh, oh, Smith, the grandfather. Smith, you talked about yes. that while we were on air, right? I did. Yeah, Smith. Uh-huh. I'm, that was I'm mixing before... up what you said while we were recording and what we were said while we were just listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was before we uh, cut to the music. Yeah, he's Link's grandpa. That's where you uh, first meet him at the Pictory Festival. And that's where he makes you the Smith sword that you yeah. use throughout the game. Yeah, cool that's how that fits. Now, the second track you played, though, I, I do understand this one. I do. <laughs> yes, this one I think is just like Cranky Kong, a another very popular grandfather in gaming, right? And we're talking about Hihachi Mishima from the Tekken series. This particular track comes from Tekken 3. And I know you had said that, you know, you had initially had this on your list as well. And this is another one I feel like we talked about a couple weeks ago when we were, you know, making the yeah, initial plans for this episode. Ideas off just each other. Throwing, mm-hmm. Yeah, just throwing stuff out of what we knew off the top of our heads. And when I saw you didn't have it on your list, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to take it because it's one of the only other ones I know of off the top of my head. So let's run with that. And Tekken is not as franchise that I love. I'll say that now. Like, I do Same. enjoy a good fighting game. And I think we've even talked about this previously and, and recently, too. But I like fighting games. But I tend to like Mortal Kombat. I tend to like Soul Calibur. But I don't tend, or in Street Fighter as well, but maybe not so much anymore. But um, Tekken was never a franchise that I really just fell in love with. Like, I always play the games. Actually, I think it was Seven I that talked about Tekken on, on max level. But I always play these games and generally get bored with them pretty quickly like they don't have a a super engaging storyline like the reason I love Dead or Alive so much is because I really like the story that connects all the characters together in the Dead or Alive franchise Um, same thing with Mortal Kombat the the storylines and the you know the campaigns that they have in those games now but Tekken is always just a game that I'll probably never buy but I'll always rent whether it used to be from a local game store but now it's just from Gamefly like when Tekken 8 comes out I'll definitely Gamefly it play it for a bit and send it back so I never own Tekken 3 but I know how awesome the music in Tekken is. It's one of the standouts of the franchise. Agreed. Yeah, very much on all points. I'm not this kind of fighting game player. Uh, When I'm not playing a brawler, I tend to enjoy the the light technical feel of a Street Fighter game. Um, But Tekken, yeah, there's just something about the the weight of the game that's never really appealed to me. But the music is, is very nice. Really enjoy it. Yeah, and this is just a, a nice, rocking, groovy track. Uh, if, if I had to critique the track, I would say that it doesn't really, doesn't sound like, you know, your typical grandfather music, right? Like, I know Hayachi's a badass, right? He's a he's a total badass, and this track fits the, the personality, but, like, when you consider his character and his lineage, I guess, um, that doesn't quite fit, but it's still freaking awesome. It still rocks. And the sirens... 
Don't don't worry. No one is coming after you. Bedroth looked out his window when the sirens kicked in to make sure he wasn't getting arrested for being inebriated. Um, it's 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 not Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner coming. Holler if you hear him. It's not him. He's not coming into the ring right now. It's just in the track itself. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but very nice track in Hihachi. This this track definitely is befitting of Hihachi as you know probably gaming's most badass grandpa. Uh, I mean, who else? Who else can can you say? You know, threw your dad off a cliff just to see if he would survive. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of grandfathers would like to throw their sons off of a cliff to see if they would survive. But Ihachi did. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man! Moving to a very different grandpa for your uh, for your final track of that block. <laughs> yes, we move into Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green, the remake versions of. of red and green and I think yellow too right if I'm, if I'm getting my Pokemon correct here though I'm not a super expert in this we almost need Chukapau to come in and tell us what's going on here but yeah, this came Power Kyle <laughs> yeah I was gonna say this was another recommendation from Kyle because we listened to Professor Oak's theme and in fire red and leaf green and I assume uh, with, with blue and red as well um, he was the grandfather to Oak or no I'm sorry he was the grandfather to Gary this is Oak he was Gary's grandpa. Oak is Gary's grandpa. Oak is not his own grandpa. Yes. Oak okay. doesn't make any gotcha. sense. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's not a bad thing I can really ever say about Pokemon music, especially when it's done by Junichi Masuda. I think he's just a phenomenal composer, and I really, really love these soundtracks, more so than I love the games themselves, which is surprising. Every time I talk about Pokemon, it's surprising that I don't love these more than I do because I am such a big Japanese RPG fan, but something about Pokemon just never gripped me. It still never has. I play the more recent games, but I'm telling you right now, I've still never finished any of them. I always start out the new ones, right? I jumped into Legends Arceus. I jumped into um, Sword or Shield, whichever one I had. I jumped into Let's Go Eevee. That's the version I had there. I'm going to jump into either Scarlet or Violet or whatever the two games are that come out in November. Like, I always jump into them but I never finish them I never do yeah I haven't jumped into as many of them but I've never finished one of the mainline series I have jumped into I think what it is for me is that when I play an RPG I really enjoy seeing the growth of the character that I'm leveling up and you don't I see like that. seeing how the character like goes through the story and there's just not a whole lot like your character your trainer in Pokemon doesn't have much of a character arc in no, most of the games it's all about I've the Pokemon played. yeah it's just about finding the right team it's more about the strategy than the story and that's not as much my thing yeah and I think that's probably why I never really fell in love with these either um not that I don't appreciate Pokemon, because I do. It's super popular and, you know, was a, a pivotal game for the industry and I guess for other industries as well. If you think of the movies and the anime and all that stuff as well and the card game, right? Like there's so many. Yeah, the card game. Yeah, the so manga, many things all the that series stuff. did right. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Nintendo hit gold with Pokemon back in the day and still does the to plushies, this day. The the toys. You know? Yeah, everything, <laughs> Just, dude. It never Literally really stops. everything. Absolutely everything. But... Oak's theme, you know, I really like it. And I was torn if I was going to choose this version from the Fire Red, Leaf Green remakes or the original games back on the Game Boy. I decided to go with the remakes because I like this version a bit more. Obviously, it sounds more modern. Um, didn't realize I actually put two Game Boy Advance games in, in this first block, but I did. That's true. I didn't even think about that. But Shukapa really likes the... Uh... Fire Red, Leaf Green games. Uh, they sound really good for, for GBA. So can't complain, man. Can't complain. 
Nice first block. When Frank and I were doing Revisiting the Classics, which is a show that hardly ever gets mentioned anymore here at RPG Era. It's a very old show that we used to try to do where uh, Frank would basically go through and, you know, it's where he played the Final Fantasy series. And we, we had these grand ambitions to replay a lot of these classic series and games. And Pokemon was on the list, so I had started playing and I was going to play them in, like, generation order, but I was going to play the best version for each generation. And the one that I picked up and started to play and got about six hours into and then stopped was Leaf Green. Ah, gotcha. Okay. But yeah, fun block. I don't usually have the short <laughs> blocks, but I did. I had a really short block. You did. You did. Mine Mine is, I mean, it's not super long, but it's uh, longer than that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very interesting mix here again. Going to have a few things to say when we come back. Uh, may have Prof Jeff's track of show in this block. Not to give too much away here up front, Jeff, but but we're going to start things off with a game called Death's Door. Uh, we're going to listen to Grandma from Death's Door. This was released July 20th, 2021. And this track, as I believe the whole soundtrack, was composed by David Finn.
Next up, we're giving a listen to Grandfather's Wish from Sinran Kagura Estival Verses, released March 14th, 2016, and composed by Motsumi Ishimura. Rounding out this block, we're going to listen to Runaway Train from Granddad, the reboot, released 2017 and composed by Threx.
right, coming back from my first block, we are talking about Grandma from Death's Door, composed by David Finn. Yeah, nice, nice creepy track here and a really cool, slightly off-time signature. And uh, you said you've got some experience with this game. Oh, man, I loved this game. This was a, a universally loved game here at RPG era amongst all of us that do max level. Seb really adored this game. Kyle fell in love with this game. Um, we really appreciated the hell out of Death's Door. It's a you know isometric, top-down Zelda-like game. Um, takes inspirations from Dark Souls as well and is unofficially a sequel to Titan Souls actually. But, Interesting, um, okay. It is just an incredible freaking game, dude. You are basically playing this crow who works as a reaper, trying to remember everything correctly, and I, I forget the name of the company he works for, but there's a couple different, like, settings, and his office setting is like this broken down segmented together blocks and stairs and just like layers of floors existing basically in the either what you would I guess consider the afterlife or the in-between or something right and that's where these crows that work as reapers exist and they need to go collect souls so you set out into the actual world and you're sent to collect this soul of one of that turns into one of the first bosses of the game who doesn't want to leave right he wants to possess his soul and he doesn't want to die basically and then you defeat that monster collect his soul a bunch of other things happen there's this conspiracy plot line that ties a lot of things together and the disappearance of other reapers and you have to go make your way through the world which is constructed very similar to the way you know nintendo constructs the legend of zelda and hyrule and the kingdom of hyrule and in terms of how everything is connected together and there's a lot of backtracking but you know uh shortcuts that you'll unlock the along the way to easily navigate to places you've been. You have to go through various dungeons to collect three giant souls that are needed to open the big death's door at the end. And it's just a really, really fun and kind of challenging game. This is a good one. And this soundtrack Interesting. is Interesting, okay. Sounds good. I really did enjoy this track. Apparently, Grandma is also uh, known as the Urn Witch, and uh, she is the boss in the Inner Furnace dungeon. Which I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, is the... could be mistaken, but I think it's the second one. Okay, okay, so yeah, that is, uh, that is Grandma, so not sure why she that has that name, but... But yeah, there we, there we go. <laughs> just an old, oh, she's just an old lady, man. She's just an old lady. She's got to be someone's grandma, I'm sure. Okay, she's just an old lady who doesn't want to die, huh? Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All Whoever right, really well, wants to die. I mean, well, I guess I guess some people do. That's a that's a podcast for another podcast. But before we get yeah. too deep into that, let's move on to grandfather's wish. This is from Sinran Kagura Estival Versus, which I have been hearing a lot about lately from my buddy Prof Jeff, specifically the soundtrack, which is not the feature of these games that I, I would expect to maybe be the most popular, but but it is really good from what I have heard. <laughs> well, let's be honest, right? Like, these games are popular for their over-accentuated take on the female, the female form. Yes. Uh -huh. yes. Uh -huh. yeah. This is, is very Jeff much a fan being truthful series. Is he in it oh, just yeah. for the music? Is he being Absolutely. truthful? Or I, I mean, he oh, no, he's not in it. He never said he was in it just for the music, but but okay, he is being okay. truthful that he enjoys the music. 
<laughs> Jeff, Jeff is not shy. Oh about, no, absolutely. About his yeah, no, everybody should enjoy these musics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff is definitely not shy about his deep appreciation. I mean, there's for a reason. The, uh, <laughs> The there's a reason sex, I love anime so much. Yeah, that's there's right. a reason I love anime <laughs> and this kind of stuff so much. <laughs> Poor I embarrass my friend too much more, though. Uh, this this track, Grandfather's Wish, is the theme of the character Yumi in Sinran Kagura's Tival Verses. Apparently, it is based on the festival orchestra music, uh, Mozart's Requiem, which, nice little callback to my, my classical music episode a while back. I did not hear oh, that, yeah? but... Not as familiar with the Requiem as I am from uh, am with other Mozart tunes. It does say that it just draws from from it, so it may not may not be too too similar. But I, I don't know what kind of connection this has to Yumi's grandfather, whose name is uh, Kurokage in the Sinran Kagura universe. But uh, yeah, it's a cool track. I will say that. Yeah, um, I have played several of the Senran Kagura games. You know, I played a couple of the fighting games. I played the stupid game where you're like blasting each other with water guns. And there was another spin-off yeah, game like that I do. played as well. Uh, yeah, you know, one of those fan servers, <laughs> right? Can't go wrong. Etchy, right? Has to be. Um, but this Festival Versus was actually a hack and slash game, and I'm a little surprised in myself that I never played this one because I do love me a good hack and slash game. Like, that's a reason I like Dynasty Warriors and Hyrule Warriors and all those spin off games so much, right? Fire Emblem Warriors. I love hack and slash games. Surprised I never jumped into this. Ah, okay. I'm looking at a little bit of this story. Apparently, in the prologue of the game, Yumi and the other girls from the Gessen Girls Academy are on their way to visit Kurokage's grave for the first time in a while. Kurokage, again, being ah. Yumi's grandfather. So it sounds like, let me see, uh, da -da, they, they are accosted by a um, um, very rude man who does not treat them very respectfully named Hanzo. Uh, and she is extremely angry and requests to fight Hanzo. However, he dismisses her proposal and states she is far too weak to beat him. But if she can defeat his granddaughter, Asuka, then he will entertain her challenge. So it looks like maybe Hanzo is like an old nemesis of Kurokage's. And so there's a lot of grand grandfather, granddaughter sort of um, stuff going on here. Uh, as far as like her wanting to live up to her grandfather's reputation, sounds like I'm totally just guessing on that. Just, so Jeff, just let spitballing us know. here at this point. <laughs> I'm spitballing, but uh, it's pretty girls with uh, with n nice nice assets there. So that's uh -huh. what the game is really about, you know. And well, and also and, of course very good music. I was gonna say very good music. VGM uh, <laughs> podcast coming to an end soon. Make sure you're checking out the final episodes. <laughs> but man, that yep. guitar, dude, that guitar oh, yeah. is incredible. The guitar. Stole the show on this track, man. Really, really nice stuff. This uh, it, this block, I didn't realize that I kind of did it by accident, but this is a very nicely constructed block as far as everything flows in together really well. The uh, Death's Door track was a really nice sort of setup for this one, which is definitely, it's got that rocking, um, not necessarily super modern, but more modern feel to it with real sounding instruments and such. And definitely a very upbeat, very uh, blood-pumping track. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Which leads into another uh, very upbeat, very blood-pumping track, although decidedly more in the chip side of things. I um, love this. Never heard yeah, of this before, but I love this. Surprise hit track of the night, Runaway Train from Granddad Reboot, composed by a chip tuner who goes by the moniker of... Threx, T-H-R-E-X-X. -X. 
this game. <laughs> yeah, you're so, gonna have to take you're gonna have to take the listeners down the rabbit hole. I know nothing about this. I I even asked you when we sat down. I was like, dude, you're gonna have to give me something on this game because I know nothing on this. But I fell in love with this track. I first became aware of this game because Shukapau and I both have a deep love of the YouTuber Siva Gunner, which is actually a collection of different people um, all working on this one website. Siva Gunner is. Um, I thought it was Silva Gunner. <laughs> I, that's you're supposed to think it's Silva Gunner. Um, Silva Gunner is a uh, a parody VGM website, um, one of the only ones of its kind, and its very name is a parody of a really popular VGM uploader who has run into some hard times but is still out there fighting a good fight. Named Gilva Sunner, G I L V A S U N N E R, Gilva Sunner. Uh-huh. He got hit with well, a lot of copyright strikes. He did, yeah, but he's still out there. Him and Super Darky still still working on it. You know, trying to trying to build things back up um, in through, through other other channels. But uh, Gilva Sunner uh, contributed a lot of VGM to YouTube, and Siva Gunner, which it does look like Silva Gunner when you look at it. Capital it S I L V A capital G U N N E R, except that L in Silva is actually a capital I. So it's really Siva Gunner, but you have to be in on the joke to know that. <laughs> okay, I'm not in on the joke. There you go. Um, Siva Gunner does a lot of VGM uploads, and they are labeled as if it is the actual song. But really, each song is kind of a riff, either on another song that is can be sort of loosely thematically tied to the song he's playing, or to a popular piece of music. Um and Siva Gunner posts medleys, uh, posts different versions of different songs, and it's it's really, really cool. I, I would encourage anyone who has not done so to go down the Siva Gunner rabbit hole. Um, again, if you type in S-I-I-V-A-G-U-N-N-E-R to YouTube, or even S-I-L-V-A, uh, if you look up Silva Gunner, you'll find it too. But there's a lot of really cool stuff on there. Anyway, a very popular recurring theme on Siva Gunner's channel is just called Granddad. And what it is, is the Flintstones theme song. And I didn't understand why that was for a long time. And then I realized that um, Granddad was a bootleg Taiwanese game that was just a very, very lazy reskin of the game, the NES game, The Flintstones, The Rescue of Dino and Hoppy. But in Granddad, Fred Flintstone's head is replaced with a recolored Mario head, Mario Sprite head, in most of the game, but in the cutscenes and the bonus games, it still just looks like Fred Flintstone. That's like the only div- the only change that they made. <laughs> but in later years, this game took on a life of its own, and due not in small part to uh, Siva Gunner's um, bringing attention to to the music through the, to to the game through the music. Uh, there was actually a fan-made reboot of the game called Seven Granddad, uh, or Seven, or sorry, Granddad Reboot. The original game was Seven Granddad, just the number seven and then Granddad, two words in all caps. But Granddad Reboot was um, made by um, several different people. Um, actually, no, I think the game itself was made by Red Fire, but the soundtrack was composed by a lot of different people. And this is one of those tracks. Um, and it's a really, really good song. Don't have a whole lot else to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if we just focus on the music, like, it is freaking epic, man. It's some excellent chiptune. 
Um, I was telling you, I think this would easily fit in like a, a Mega Man type of game or even just Mega Man itself. Like it, it has that feel to it. This rocks. This this is really cool. It's really good stuff. And you can hear a little bit of that Flintstones theme in there a couple of times, just the, the very, very beginning of it. But it's, it's very, very nicely done. The rest of the soundtrack is also really cool. Some of it is a lot more heavy handed in its homage to the Flintstones theme, but it's, it's good stuff. I would encourage everybody to look up if, if you just look up Granddad OST and you look for some weird looking red, white, and blue Mario sprite, you'll it, that's it. You'll find it. You'll find it. <laughs> you'll find it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, should we kick to my last? Well, technically, I I guess I have the close out, but should we kick to my last official block? Yeah, your your second block of three. Let's go ahead and yeah. get into it. Let's do this. Let's start off with a track that I do not believe ever released outside of Japan. So we're gonna take a listen to "With Grandpa" from Famicom Bunko Hajimari no Mori, released July first, nineteen ninety nine, and this was composed by Kenji Yamamoto and Kazui Ishikawa. Thank you. 
This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. Up next, let's go ahead and take a listen to Main Menu from Granny. This released on November 20th, 2018, and it was composed by Dennis Vukanovic. Last up in this block, we're going to take a listen to Grandma from Near. This released on April 27th, 2010, and it was composed by Keiji Okabe.
Coming back in, we are talking about With Rampa from Famicom Bunko Hajimari no Mori, again composed by Kenji Yamamoto and Kozue Ishikawa. I don't know much about this game. I know that it resembles Shin Onigashima, and I know that it is basically a text adventure. That's all I know. I don't know much else about this game. Uh, I've heard of this game before, but I can't tell you anything specific on it. But this is a, not only is this a simple track, right? This is simplistic. It's very pleasant to listen to. But this entire block was pretty slow, and I liked it. Yeah, it was definitely nice, much more chill um, vibe. And uh, coming off your last block, where you just m melted faces. Yeah, I know, and, man, melted faces you know. and took names. But <laughs> but yeah, but this one was uh, this one was cool. A um, little dark, a little creepy, um, maybe a little little sad in places, but um, not this first track, though. This first track was really mellow. I liked it a lot. Yeah, like I said, there's there's not a lot going on here, right? It's a, it's definitely a loop. The, the track that we listened to was, I think, two minutes long, and I want to say the loop, it, it probably looped a solid three or four times during that two minutes, right? It's pretty short of a loop. Um, it does move into, like, in the middle, a little bit of a variation on that loop. It does a few things different, but for the most part, it's, it's primarily the same thing. Um, I'm not surprised we never got this game. Did we ever? I don't even think we ever got Shin Onigashima officially in English, did we? Uh, your your guess is better than mine, man. I I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. We didn't. I just checked. We never got that in in English either. And and that is one that I would love to play. I wish that would get put on the virtual console or something eventually. Um, I do like it, a good. Text it's one of those that I know like, by those are, those are by name, games. but and I, I'm sure I've heard it talked about before, but I I can't bring to mind what what Shin Onigashima is. I know the Mercados have mentioned it before. It's probably where I've heard of it. Is it one of those that is another Koji Kondo joint that's overshadowed by Mario? I believe so. Okay. Okay. I bet that's why I've heard of it. Okay. And now the comparison also makes more sense. So but this one being uh, Kenji Yamamoto is kind of a, a nice touch as well. You know, more what is he? He's famous for the uh, Metroid series, obviously, right? Yes. Yeah. Yamamoto-san. Um, Mostly uh, Super Metroid and the Prime series. That's what it is. It's another name that I've heard the Marcados mention a lot. They love that Metroid Prime soundtrack. It's great I mean, stuff. It's, great. it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's super phenomenal. But I like hearing this when compared to what you normally expect from Kenji Yamamoto. Because again, this is so stripped down and bare, right? There's not a ton going on here. And it's just, it's pleasant to listen to, man. It really is. And it came out in 1999. Like, that's, that's late for a super family really is it's super late yeah it's... looks really smooth though so you can tell it, lo it looks like a later Super Famicom title. Yeah, like I said, the you know the N64 had already been out for, wow, we got it in 96. I think Japan got the N64 in 95. So the N64 would have been out for four years by the time this came out over in Japan. And that back then That's crazy. was a little yeah. unheard of, right? To release a game for a platform that was that far in the past. Uh, probably why it didn't do so well and probably why we never saw a follow-up to it. But maybe one day, maybe one day we'll get uh, Hajimari no more. Two, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> now this this next game in your in your block here, I did come across, and this this track was on my my list for a while. 
what 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 is this game <laughs> so granny is a survival horror based game where you are basically trapped in this house and trying to avoid granny right she's got a long white what are those called like evening that's no, not an evening like, yeah, a nighty. like a yeah not like a yeah like a nighty or a, a muumuu almost, almost yeah right? one of those like one of those old-fashioned yeah. old lady nightgowns yeah she's walking around with either a baseball bat or a, maybe maybe it's meant to be like a what are those a roller oh a like rolling a rolling pin, pin something maybe, like that yeah some yeah, sort of bludgeoning really instrument I, I, I know nothing about this game okay. either <laughs> okay good to know. but I'm just, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of going with what I was able to piece together. You're being here. stalked by a creepy uh, old game, granny who wants to bash you over the head. <laughs> yeah, so, something like that. And this ended up being a trilogy. Okay. So Granny released in 2017. Granny Chapter Two released in 2019, and then Granny Three released in 2021. Okay. Um. I don't know how well received these games were. Like, they're not super popular, I don't think. And I cannot find these anymore. They were removed from Steam because I went to Steam to try to find these games to see, like, what I could find by going through reviews and, and seeing stuff on there. But it is delisted. It's not on there anymore. Curious. I wonder why. And, well, I wonder if this has anything to do with it. So let me turn off my ad blocker here because this website doesn't want to work unless I turn it off. Apparently, this game was an iOS and Android game as well. And I found an article on Forbes that dates back to 2020. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. June. No, 2019. June 30th, 2019. So this would have been shortly after Granny 3 came out. Okay. And it says, horror video games have been popular for a long time, and it's easy to understand why. A good scare can be pretty entertaining as long as it's confined to the game. Security researchers recently discovered a horror game that was terrorizing players in a very real way, and they found it lurking on Google Play. Apparently, this was malware on, on iOS and Android. Oh, man. Wow. That's crazy. Um, nope. I take that back. It wasn't, gr it wasn't Granny. It was a game that was meant to mimic Granny. Oh. So it was the same thing but it wasn't when you downloaded it it was malware okay um and i just was looking of why was granny delisted and this is the first thing that popped up so i assumed that it was the same thing um i don't know i don't know what happened is it still available on okay so it's still available on google play you can access it it is still there you can install it you can still play it on google play but it's not on steam anymore it's on the app store as well still i gotta say man steam. i was a little bit of a letdown i thought you were about to tell me some sort of urban legend thing like if you play play granny yeah pops play out granny three under exactly the right circumstances you put down the phone and turn around and granny, granny three right there <laughs> at 3 a.m the witching hour there you go and there has to be a full moon mm -hmm. on the third and every of the light in the house has to be off yes and you have to make it to level three while I don't know, i'm out of ideas but some somehow somehow granny jumps either out of your pc or out of your phone and she starts beating the hell out of you with a rolling pin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. There Bloody we go. Mary, that, was like a, that, right? that was the highlight of the show right there. As we <laughs> as we approach ever closer to to our, our creepy, we're, man, creepy we're scary, almost there. spooky. We've got <laughs> spooky, creepy. 
How's it go? Something, something, skeletons. Spooky, Spooky. scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Something, something <laughs> like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got one episode before that. We got Radio Hour coming up. Man, I can't believe it's already Radio Hour again. I know. That'll be next Dig week. Dig back into... And then we move into... My archive. The, the spooky season. All of October. Granted, there may be a bonus episode to kick off the month of October. I'm considering something that I want to do because of a, of a game that's coming out here mm. shortly. So there, there, there might be another bonus episode at the beginning okay. of October that may not be so so spooky, <laughs> but the rest of October will be devoted to spookiness. Um, and, and this track, right? Like, the main menu from Granny, it is relatively short. It is purely piano but it is a unsettling piano it is i think it fits very nice use of of dissonance and dark chords and and unexpected turns of uh of the melody it's very very nice yeah so several nice short tunes on this this episode today i know we didn't like i think that might be okay right like yeah especially after that awesome entry episode (laughs) well well not only that but like we have been on a stretch as of late where our episodes have been significantly longer than two hours yeah Yeah, not not a bad thing. So to, I think uh, it's okay if this one if this one falls under two hours. I think that's probably a good thing. <laughs> well, we're coming up on uh, the maybe the longest song of the episode. This one was uh, a little bit longer. No, your Xenoblade track oh, is okay. Yeah, longer. yeah, fair enough. It's Xenoblade, but but uh, this one, man, man, what a great track. This one was on my list at the very beginning, but then I, I looked at the the series and I was like, there, there's no way Brian is not going to bring this. So. I took it off. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is another one that I knew off the top of my head. Talking grandma now from Nier. I mean, you can call it uh, Nier Replicant if you want. You can call it Nier Gestalt if you want. I just call the original game Nier. Obviously composed by Kaichi Okabe with some excellent shivering vocals by Emmy Evans as usual. And first of all, the second time we're hearing Kaichi Okabe on the episode today, because he also composed that uh, Haihachi track from earlier from Tekken yep. 3. You had forgotten he worked on Always forget he works on, worked on Tekken. He did. Yeah. yeah. He did. Uh, I love this man. Again, piano track, right? It's it's primarily a piano track with Emmy Evans's vocals in the background. Well, not even really in the background. Primarily in the front, in the forefront. <laughs> the but, front ground. Um, <laughs> yeah, the front ground. But man, is this gorgeous! Like this is beautiful. And really showing off that that nice sort of faux French hybrid language that they made up for this game. Yeah, like that that fake language that I just adore so yep. much. Um, and I, man, I know I mentioned it. I know we talked about it, but I was just so blown away by that near concert that I went to a few years back for then Level Down Games now RPGera.com. I actually got invited again uh, from the same. Concert company to go see the 30th anniversary concert for Final Fantasy in Chicago but because of my job I wasn't able to go oh. I was like on, honestly the concert I want to say was this week in Chicago gotcha. but I had to turn it down yep. uh, sometimes being an adult sucks <laughs> yeah and, and I mean, it, it's it's cool that I you know that we get invited to that kind of stuff. Like I think that's yeah, super dope. It is nice. But um, I would have loved to have gone. That was such a nice theater too. Like I, I I would have absolutely loved to have gone back there and hung out for a few days. But wasn't meant to be. So what be. is the context um, of this track? Do you remember? Um, not particularly. <laughs> so I I've played to completion near when it first came out on the PlayStation Three, and I played the remake on PlayStation Four. One of the two. Um, It's within the last two years or so that the remake came out from Square Enix. 
but I don't particularly remember a character called Grandma. There isn't one. Like, you have the main character, you have the main girl, you have the sibling. I don't quite know what this track is for. I know this track, and I've heard it in the game before, but I don't know the context of the track in the game at this point. Well, regardless, it's a beautiful, beautiful track. Really loved it. I think maybe one of the other words I... Oh, that's because she's not called uh, Grandma. That's okay. why. The, the track is called Grandma, but Callie, uh, also called Curly in Replicant, is uh, Kaine's grandmother. Kaine's the girl. Okay. Um... She o- she only appears during the second playthrough in Kaine's dreams. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Ooh, in a, in a dream that makes even more sense. I was gonna say the uh, yeah, very very another one of my track. buzzwords that I use a lot is ethereal. This is uh, quite an ethereal track for sure. Yeah, and I knew I had heard this before. Like, it's not. I mean, it's a beautiful track, and and I think a lot of people really adore the hell out of it when they hear it. But it's not one that is super common from near, probably because you only hear it in you know, subsequent playthroughs and not the first one. Um, and that's what I really adore about Nier, the entire series as well, like Nier and, and Nier Automata, is that you get more out of these games the more you play them because they're not the same game when you play them again, especially Automata. You have to play it five times mm-hmm. to see everything. I'm guessing... Which Kyle's in the process of I'm guessing of doing. From, from the way that you, that you talk about that, it's a slightly different vibe than you get from playing Donkey Kong 64 three to- uh, five times just to get all the collectibles. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. Like, so the so the nice thing about Replicant is, you know, a bits of the story change when you play through it a second time. But Automata, you play through it the first time as 2B, right? And then you play through it the second time when you're playing as 9S. And then when you start the third playthrough, you're actually playing as A2, which takes place after the events of 2B and 9S's versions from the first two playthroughs. So it's basically like the second half of the game. And then playthrough 4 and 5 are super short because you can jump right to the end and it's just a different choice at the ending because there's chapter select at that point. Um, But yeah, no, I I think what Yoko Taro, the the director and producer of these games, um, the the mastermind, the genius himself, the guy that always wears that Emil head anytime he's seen on camera, (laughs) just a character in himself. Um, he's, He's such a brilliant mind when it comes to game development and follow that up with uh Kaichi Okabe who you know was on my personal Mount Rushmore I think yes. he is very very underappreciated in the industry for the emotions that he's able to bring out in his music and I know I said that during our episode he is a very emotional composer and that's why I connect with him so much yeah definitely makes sense and this track is no exception no exception at all I agree but you know, it's a uh, maybe not maybe not that big of a deal that uh, this. Well, at first I was thinking this track wasn't actually about a grandmother, but then you confirmed for me that, that it is. We've had an interesting mix. It is so yes. far. Some of our tracks have actually been about grandparents, and some of them, like I mean, I mean, Granny, we we don't know. Well, she may be some otherworldly creature. We don't know that she's actually the ghost of somebody's dead <laughs> grandmother. She might just be posing yeah, as a Granny. You, you never know. Could be yeah, a that's demon. right. That's right. Uh, granddad, from what I understand, has absolutely nothing to do with actual grandparents. And uh, a couple of my tracks coming up in this next block. Um, I know these are not actual grandparents. Uh, one of them is a parental figure, but not a grandparent. Um, uh, you know what? Why don't we go ahead and jump into into that one? Are you ready? Our longest block of the episode. Let's it is. It. Okay. Well, this first track that we are going to be listening to on our longest block is Versus Grandpa Gohan 
from Dragon Ball Revenge of King Piccolo, released October 20th, 2009, Composer Unknown. going to listen to Gramps Night or Fonset Village Night from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 released December 1st 2017 composed by Ace.
Finishing up my last block, we are taking a listen to Babushka from Stellar Interface, released November 21st, 2016, and composed by Stephen Pierce. Coming back, we are talking first about Versus Grandpa Gohan from Dragon Ball Revenge of King Piccolo on the Wii. And we were not able to find a composer for this one, but it was a pretty cool little track. No, we, we weren't. Yeah, we were able to find, uh, like, who did the main title theme? Because I'm already forgetting. I'm forgetting too, but you even, like, you looked up even the credits to this game and watched through and... Oh, yeah, I watched the credits. Yeah, yeah I literally watched they, the credits they did on not YouTube. Credit anyone for this music. No, they only credited the composer of the main theme, which I'm looking it up again because I want to at least mention and I and I want to say 
it was Kenji. I want to say it was Kenji Yamamoto. Uh, was it Kenji Yamamoto I, again? I, okay. It was. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I know that I saw somewhere that some of the tracks in this game were recycled from previous games. Um, uh, Budokai 2 or one of those and maybe Budokai 3. So some of the Budokai games. But I don't know if this was one of those. Uh, Grandpa Gohan is a more obscure character in the Dragon Ball universe that doesn't get as much repeat play as the characters from like Z and Super and stuff like that. Um, and technically also not Goku's grandfather, even adopted grandfather. He's more like Goku's adopted father, but he's an old man when he adopts, you know, baby, say in the gorilla baby Goku. But uh, he teaches them martial arts and discipline and uh, how to not get caught by the moon. So, <laughs> um, you know, cool character. Yep. Very important to Dragon Ball lore. And, of course, uh, Goku's first son is named after Grandpa Gohan. So this is a nice track, too, right? Like, it's... I don't want to say it's peaceful, but it's kind of peaceful. Like, for for a, a versus track, right? Like... You know what? It's not your typical... You know where this could fit in? Um, hmm. I could almost hear this as a battle track in the Imperial China arc of Live Alive. And see, I was thinking that. Like, I was thinking, how could we have picked a track from uh, the that particular chapter? Now, we granted, we played, like, the two most popular pieces of music from that mm -hmm. chapter. But I, I thought of him. Yeah, the Shifu. <laughs> the Shifu. Uh-huh. The Shifu descends from the mountaintop. <laughs> birds for the sky and fish for the sea or something like that <laughs> yeah the that old proverb right uh something something like that i don't remember the name of that one anymore but yeah but yeah very nice uh you know fairly simple track uh i don't have as much to say about this one as some of the other ones but you know it's no i don't either i don't really like dragon ball i'm familiar with to an extent but it was never an anime that i super got into either so it's not like i even know much about the characters yeah and i don't know much like, about there are other animes that i'm a big fan of but not yeah dragon i don't ball. know much about dragon ball itself i i was a big fan of the z series and and i've enjoyed what i've seen of super but the original dragon ball i've only seen bits and pieces of so um, yeah, don't know a whole lot about it, but this was a cool little track. But the real star of the show for me, um, there's been some really good music on this episode, but Gramps, the night version from Xenoblade Chronicles 2, is just my favorite of the whole episode. I love just the Celtic hymn feel of this with all the flutes and the strings and piano. It's just... Ah, oh, this track is gorgeous, man. Yeah, this is just a, a phenomenal piece of music, as is the entire soundtrack to Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I will preface what I'm about to say by saying that I've not finished 3 yet. I'm not even a third of the way. I'm not even a fifth of the way through 3. <laughs> Zenku spent like 200-some hours in Xenoblade Chronicles 3 when he posted it in the, uh, you know, finite game challenge thread that we have, like finished games thread that we have in Discord. Um, I'm, I'm not even 20 hours in <laughs> to Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I need to get back to it at some point whenever I can find some time. Well, you're 20 hours ahead of me, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, technically, I'm significant. You haven't even played two yet. Yeah, I guess so. Yes, you're like 220 hours ahead of me. Yeah, I don't even have two yet. I've got to get through... I've got to finish the uh, additional content for Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition because I haven't finished that that uh -huh. additional episode yet. And then I have to play Xenoblade 2 and Torna, and then I have to get get to 3. 
<laughs> two, two, man, two is always going to hold a very, very pivotal spot in my heart. Um, I think when all is said and done after I finish three, I think I'm still going to think two is the the more enjoyable game for me. Something about the story and the characters in two really, really hit home for me. Um, so let's talk about this, right? So Gramps is the titan that Rex lives on. He lives on his back and he calls him Gramps. Um, the actual name of the titan is Azurda and it is a really heartwarming connection that Rex and Gramps have together. Um, it, it plays a very, very uh, important role in the story to Xenoblade Chronicles mm-hmm. 2. And this is the theme that you'll hear in Fonset Village, which is the town, basically. It's an archipelago, um, an island, more or less, but it as everything in Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. Too, but it is the settlement where Rex initially grew up. And it's a very small settlement. Um, you'll get some some really really cool pieces of the story that happen in Fawnset Village when you when you go there. But um, it's just a gorgeous piece of music. And I was telling you while we were listening to it, I tend to prefer the night versions of the of the tracks in in Xenoblade Two as compared to the daytime versions. So the daytime versions are great as well. The nighttime versions they have a a more relaxing feel to them, a more peaceful. I keep saying peaceful this episode and i don't know why i guess grandparents can be considered peaceful so maybe yeah i think so but um what a what a pick man this one probably would have been on my list had you not submitted it um, I love the Japanese flair that this track has as well, right? It, it's very set in that area, even though obviously Fonset Village is not a Japanese town by any means, and, and though this game is a Japanese-developed game, this just, I mean, this sounds like your typical Japanese music, right? Like, put this in Shenmue and I wouldn't know any difference. Yeah, yeah, this is... It, it 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 it's interesting because it does sound Japanese. It has a little bit of that instrumentation going on. But even though this was composed by Ace, I almost hear I feel like I hear Yasunori Masuda's fingerprints on this because he Ooh, loves there, that he's Celtic there. style yeah. of music. And the chord progressions on this are one hundred percent Irish hymn. Like it's it's just it takes me back to some of my favorite songs from church growing up. My mom used to sing um, sing some of my favorite hymns, and I always gravitated more to the ones that had that sort of Celtic feel to them. Uh, for whatever reason, it's it's always stirred something up in me, and I think that's why I landed on the the night version of this is because it reminded reminds me of some of those what what were essentially for me lullabies that my mom used to sing to me so yeah. yeah, and I was telling you that Xenoblade 2, it, it really has that feel to it in that there are quite a few pieces of music. The the area that I was trying to think of while we were talking about it is called uh, Indoline Praetorium, and there's a day and a night version of that track as well that is basically just this, like, church choir almost singing and, you know, humming throughout, and it's just, oh my yeah. god, dude, it gives me goosebumps every time I listen to it. And Xenoblade does this really well. Well, if you like Xenoblade night music, Music, then you're definitely going to enjoy one of the tracks that I'm bringing to our first official October episode because I've had it picked ever since you mentioned that uh, what the topic's going to be. So I'll leave that a secret for now. Nice little teaser, but I think you're really going to enjoy that nice. track. It, it's it may be my favorite track from Cineblade Chronicles. So 
It's it's stiff I know, competition I think though. I know what you're well, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yeah, I think I, I think I know where you're going yep. then with that. So, <laughs> I'm um, looking forward. I'm to sure that. that we'll talk about it when we get there. But for now, we're going to switch gears pretty drastically and talk about my last track of the night. And uh, this is Babushka from Stellar Interface. This is a... uh, This was... Yeah, go ahead. This was something I wasn't expecting. Like, I don't know what Stellar Interspace is. I I had to look it up. It it does look like a game that I would just absolutely freaking enjoy, man. It is a... It looks like a shmup. Kind of, yeah. So this is an... It's it's an indie game. I'm confident that it is. Um, It is uh, on the official website. It bills itself as a roguelike-ish space shooter (laughs) so it's a shmup but the order in which you play the different levels is different every time and if you okay from what it looks like if you beat a certain number of enemies and then beat the overlord which is like the boss of each level then you will unlock a new ship and then you can take that through the game the next time you play so that's the rogue element is that you get to keep what you earn but the order in which you play is different every time Um, And one of the overlords, which have some really awesome names here, uh, Bali, Hobermalo, The Hive, Space Winner, Homunculus, Gilgamesh, there's one for you, Jeff, uh, Mirror, and then the the, uh, one of the eight is Babushka, which for anyone who does not know, Babushka is the Russian word for grandmother. (laughs) And... This this boss, these bosses all look wild. This one though, it looks like a series of matryoshka dolls, the Russian nesting dolls, that you have to destroy as you navigate the bullets that they throw out and um, the the lasers that shoot across the screen when when the dolls open up. <laughs> it it's pretty wild looking, That's man. Incredible, yeah, that is absolutely incredible. Um, this track, I mean, if if we didn't have near in here and we didn't have xenoblade chronicles 2 i feel like i would say this is probably my favorite on the episode um this has everything i love right i really knew you would like this it's got some pretty pretty excellent synth it's it's got elements of dubstep in there it's got elements of like trance music and um typical rave club music and even though it's not a synthwave retrowave track it has elements of that in the background as well with that synth this is this is a stellar pick one that i was not expecting so i'm i'm really glad you introduced me to this and it's a game that i i kind of want to check out now after seeing it. i was really happy to find this track and the one from from granddad i think those two were my big pleasant surprises from the episode I think when it comes down, I think that I like the Granddad track a little bit more than this, just because, you know, matter of taste, the chiptune scene is really one that I enjoy a lot. Uh, but obviously, I, I really dig this track, too, or I wouldn't, wouldn't have brought it. So, but yeah, I brought this one. I, I knew that you would enjoy this when I brought it. So I'm glad you picked it, man, because I would have never known about this had you not. So. Uh, you know, we mentioned it last week where, you know, we don't just do this show for, for the fans. We do it for ourselves That's as right, well man. to introduce ourselves to other pieces of music. And, and man, this was this was an absolute joy to listen to. Super cool. Super cool. And I, I really wanted to find something that was like another, you know, another uh, language's name for a grandmother or a grandfather. And I'm glad I found this one. Babushka is probably my favorite word for grandmother uh we actually at one point were were thinking of 
um, of our kids calling my wife's parents Babushka and Papuli, which is Italian for <laughs> grandfather. Um, or no, Greek. Yeah. Papuli, I believe, is Greek for grandfather. Um, but it, it didn't take uh, probably for the best, but um, that would have that would have been a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I love it. Russian is a very fun language, and uh, Babushka is... Uh, it also puts me in mind of like the Baba Yaga, which is like a you know a, a witch oh, yeah, in Russian yeah, yeah. mythology, and um, but it's cool stuff. So glad I got to pick this. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it, man. Super glad. Ah, oh, but that's not the last piece of music we have on the episode, is it's it? It's not we have our closeout piece. Yeah, you have another one that was on my list from from a game that I did play quite a bit and enjoyed quite a bit. Again. There's not that many things out there. So knowing how you put your list together and that you start with like 50 tracks and then narrow it down, I know for a fact you didn't find 50 tracks on Grandparents. Nope. You probably found every track <laughs> that has ever existed on Grandparents and then just took out the ones you didn't want. Yeah, probably probably <laughs> all 18 of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's only a couple additionals that we're not playing on the episode today. <laughs> There's not yep. that many more. <laughs> we, we will not be doing a part two of this topic. <laughs> there will never be a part two to this. No, no. We're lucky we got a part one. Um, but yeah, man. And this happens to be this track. the shortest track. Yeah, I do too. And it happens to be the shortest track on the on the episode today, clocking in at just over a minute. And it is Grandpa's theme from Stardew Valley, which is a super sleepy, super peaceful kind of remixed take of the main theme of Stardew. I love when that, I don't know if it's a Spanish, I always call it a Spanish guitar, but it probably isn't. But that guitar kicks in and starts, you know, doing the, the trills there halfway through somewhere. Yeah, um, I mean, very dreamlike. The piano synth and the acoustic guitar here just... Uh, just spot on it's a very touching piece of music yeah yeah and you know hopefully we woke everybody back up with babushka <laughs> right because it definitely definitely brought the fire but we're about to put everybody back to sleep with grandpa's theme from stardew valley so i'm hoping if you're listening to this episode that you're doing so at night cozy enough in bed hopefully not at 3 a.m trying to summon granny <laughs> but um you know you're laying in bed under the covers listening to grandparents i don't even know what i'm gonna call this episode but grandparents probably something yeah. i have no idea um straightforward this track yeah when this kicks on when we just when we stop talking you're gonna fall asleep that's right and that's the best way to end that's it. right <laughs> because after you and i are done i'm probably gonna Amen, man. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm ready. I am too. It's about 1 a.m. over here right now, so I am, yeah. I am pretty beat. Um, but this was fun. This was way harder than I expected this theme to be, like I said at the beginning. I'm glad we did this, though. I like a challenge. Same. And I like themes that they can only exist once because there's not that much content out there to fill a part two or beyond, right? Like, we literally just had barely enough to do a one focus on this and I'm sure there'll be others like that right there probably have already been that we've done maybe not with you but I'm sure we've done themes like that before on Beachy Mania but I'm sure there will be others yeah, I like yeah. that wouldn't have it any other way I like that and here's what I want to know I want to know if we missed anything definitely so, let us know yes if you're listening let's talk about that engagement we talked about during that Austin Winery episode if you know of a track that stars or that not stars i guess that revolves around a specific grandparent in a video game whether it's a grandmother or a grandfather or a combination of the two let us know tweet at us jump in discord do something did we miss anything because we might have and even if you don't think of any uh, any music in particular 
tell us a, a favorite story about a grandparent in a game or even one of one of your grandparents just you know talk to us about this topic what did it make you think of anything did it remind you of, of any any memories that you had with your grandparents or or with a, a with a video game grandparent? i have the fondest memories of, of my grandma man like she was the one of the biggest parts of my life i miss her every day um you know i i've definitely told the story of how I am an only child and I am basically the last surviving member of my family. Um, my grandma was surprisingly the last one to pass away. Like my dad passed away in 94, my mom passed away in 2009, and then my grandma passed away in 2011. So she was like, my, my grandfathers all passed away in like the 90s and early 2000s. Um, so she was the, the final one to pass away. And I miss her every day, man. And, and a lot of these tracks made me think of her for sure today, or tonight, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Yeah, my um, my dad's mom was already gone by the time I was born, and his dad passed when I was two years old. I I got to he got to talk to me on the phone once, but that was about it. My mom's dad, uh, who my 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 middle name is his uh, his first name, uh, but my mom's dad uh, passed away when I was in sixth grade. Um, but he was always really funny, um, really cool guy. My my dad says all the time that I remind him a lot of my grandpa. So, so he must have been awesome. <laughs> that's a um, good. I was going to say that's got to be a good thing. <laughs> but my mom's mom was the one who who lasted the longest. She lived until 2008 and uh she she was a really cool lady. She was 88 when when she passed and she was battling some kind of uh, abdominal cancer and she was a trooper all the way up up to the end. Um, she hung on long enough for her daughters to uh, get to fly up and see her and be there in the room with her when she took her last breath. And I got to go up there and Tasha got to, my wife Tasha got to meet her. And um, back when Chukapau was just a little toddler and Dusk was uh, six months old, they took their first plane trip. and. Uh, We've got some fun pictures of them with my grandma, and I'm really, really glad that we got to go and see her because she was gone within a couple of months after that trip. So, but she was a really cool lady. And you know what? I say we dedicate this to the memories of our grandmas. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. You know, awesome. I, I always like to end an episode with a super somber moment. There we go. <laughs> bittersweet, bittersweet, because we're grateful for the memories we have of them, right? And not just to ours, right? Dedicated to all the grandparents. Absolutely. Like, they are a national treasure. They really are. So, shout out to all the grandparents. Happy belated Grandparents Day. <laughs> indeed, indeed. We missed it by two weeks, but that's okay. Oh, man. But I think that's going to do it. I think that's going to be the close of the episode this week, unless you have anything else you want to plug or mention before we get on out of here, and I'm sure you do. I guess um, you did mention we're we're wrapping up very good music. Hopefully the second episode will be out by the time, if not by the time this one goes up, then a couple of days after. I'm hoping to record that tomorrow night as you and I record right now. And it doesn't take me too long to edit those. And then the Monday after this posts, if it does go up um, over the weekend, as you as you think it will, uh, going to be releasing the next episode of The Movie Bar, where Dyad and I were joined by the host of a, a lot of different podcasts on the Games and Junk Network, but most pertinently, uh, Multimedia Failure, which is a podcast about video game movies. We were joined by the main host of that show, Jason Ariola, and we are talking about the live action adaptation of Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. <laughs> Ooh. 
It, okay. It, is, it was wild, man. Um, I'm not going to spoil what I thought about the movie, but definitely go check out that episode. Uh, there aren't any voice clips in this one because there is no dub of this movie. It is a subtitled movie. But I am featuring, for the first time, some video game music on this episode because I'm going to play some Phoenix Wright music. Nice. Um, yeah. So nice. Look, look forward you're, to those. You're, you're, <laughs> so, so very good music is ending, so you've decided... Why not just put video game music in, in the bar? In my, in my lawyer movie episode, yes. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know what the movie mm-hmm. bar is, yeah. I actually didn't just describe it. But yeah, the dyad who is a lawyer and also a VGM podcaster, and I talk about lawyer movies. And yeah, this time around, we it's actually in video game territory. So, And I, w- I will also go ahead and say, I say this in the episode, but Multimedia Failure did their episode of... Um, um, about Ace Attorney and the dyad and I got to join Jason and his co-host for that and kind of talk about it from a different angle. So that was fun too. Nice. Go check that out too. Show some love. Spread the love. Yeah. But I think that is going to do it for me. All right. Well, that does it for me, too. So that's unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania, made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow this show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. I haven't got to do this in a while. (laughs) Taking us out of this episode, we're going to be taking a listen to Grandpa's theme from Stardew Valley. This released on February 26, 2016, and it was composed by... By Eric Barone, otherwise known as Concerned Ape. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.